brought this morning, what is the root of the problem? We heard a lot about trust, trusting a little, trusting more, and, and the blessings of trusting and testimonies in about the blessing of trusting um, what the shepherds say. And we also saw the scriptures on um, obeying those who have rule over you and and um, let them do it with joy and not with grief and so that uh, you are not uh, lacking in the blessing that comes from God if you want to interpret it that way but that's not the full uh, meaning of it it's very deep but for the uh, superficial or the uh, overview or a little peak or a little bit of understanding, we can put it that way. But there's some things that are deeper that every believer should know in order for them to live. It's not just, I just want to benefit, you must live. So I'm going to take you to a few scriptures not like a whole bunch of scriptures because um, just one scripture itself we can just go um, in depth in it because there's so much there. But two scriptures that, two scripture portions that um, primarily um, we want to uh, see today along with the main text. So the main text is, is why I said, you know, if um, every single one, if you could go and listen to it, it will really profit your souls because there's an in-depth, in-depth teaching on that. Teachings, actually. God has spoken to us uh, in, in this, about this um, topic and uh, through me quite a number of times. Uh, at least three, four times. And so it's important to listen to uh, each and every one of them because each, every, each and every message has... Um, a deeper and deeper and deeper. It's not the same repetition. It's a, a deeper understanding of uh, this very important topic because this is where you get your food. This is going to determine whether you're going to become like Jesus or not. Put it that way, plain and simple. This is really going to uh, show you, teach you, and make you into a successful Christian if you give yourself over to this word of God, or you can go in the process of spiritually dying and not even know that you're dying, like many people who are in so-called churches where God is not even there. So the main text here is, let me just um, take you to the scripture, the main text for um, this entire um, conversation is, where the Spirit of God says in Jeremiah 3.15, which is, I will give you shepherds according to, the highlight here is, God. God says, I will give you shepherds, which is his promise. And he's giving it from his hands to his people. So this is something that God is giving, just like how the Father gave Jesus to the world, to all those who would receive him. They would become his children, all those who would truly obey him. They become his children. Jesus was given by the Father to us. And then, Jesus went and he sent the Holy Spirit. The Father gave us the Holy Spirit so that we can live an overcoming life. If you're taking notes, I want you to write it in this order. Jesus proceeded from the Father. The Holy Spirit proceeded from the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. God gave these gifts to us priceless gifts to us 
to make us inheritors of eternal life and overcomers in this world. Now, along with that, there's something else that is given that is very important, very, very important, which is God gives something to his sheep, shepherds. I will give you shepherds. Who gives? God gives. It's not we're choosing. I like to go to this church because it's just 10 minutes away and I can just go there. And you know, they have a one-hour service and um, we don't have to do much. And uh, we just go there and we sit and, uh, you know, the pastor has some uh, PowerPoints and, you know, some visual aids. And I'm a very visual person and uh, I hear this and they sing these, you know, a couple of contemporary songs which I'm very familiar with, which I listen to the radio. And and uh, I know this and, and the people there are, you know, very friendly and we go there. And right after that they have, you know, coffee and donuts and things like that. You know, I get to socialize and it's a once-a-week outlet, a Christian thing to do where you get to talk about everybody's families. And by the way, they have a good Sunday school there where you can go and the kids get to meet other kids, Christian kids. And, and they all, hey, they have a good youth program there too where, you know, my son can get a girlfriend there and, you know, my girl can get a boyfriend there. And, and you know what? It's a good place where you can get, you know, Christian partners. And where else can you get? And all these things people say, which is not of God, which is of Satan. Because the whole focus is, what can I get? I want to get what I want to get. It's not like what God wants me to get. It's convenient for me. It's meeting my carnal lust. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Hey, they also have activities. I can go and volunteer there, and I can go and do this over there. You know what? I can actually feel like I'm serving because it makes me feel good, and I should be serving anyway. You know, I become a somebody there. And these types of churches will grow like mushrooms right after the rain. You can just see it cover the ground. Give everybody a job to do and you have a short service and you have some visual aids and you throw some news in and you speak something funny and you have a youth group there that will have pizza party where everybody plays games and, and you can all have your girlfriends and boyfriends there and nobody says what to do because, hey, you can't offend anybody because we're all equal. And the pastor there is not a pastor from God. He's a hireling sitting there doing his bare minimum job. No responsibility whatsoever other than the a little 15-minute message that he has to speak or she has to speak. She'll have a whole week where she'll be trying to get points from this cutting and that cutting and go to some sermon place and try to copycat something and watch some teacher and a preacher and try to get the, what is the current thing, and go for newspaper clippings and do all these things and prepare all week for the 15-minute nonsense that comes from the pulpit, which comes from the mouth of Satan. And people run for that to suit their itching ears. That's what the Bible says. It's a tragedy that happens every day. Death that happens in the womb. Babies who are born, conceived, die in the womb. Or they die in the crib. Many people. Many people. It happens. Jesus said this. They go and convert a person and then they make him far worse than how they were even before they got converted. Satan is very happy. He has people going to hell all over the world in sin, blatant sin. Then you have people all over the world who refuse to take 
the way, the truth, and the life, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who openly say, I don't believe in Jesus and I don't have to worship Him. Automatically, they're all in that broad way. And Satan is leading that ship to crash on that rock. Full, full speed going. And then you have a whole bunch of people who sing Hosanna. Break my heart for what break yours. Meanwhile, they're the ones who break the heart of God. From the top down, from the highest to the least, all do abomination. Each one is looking for their own interest. And those interests are stemmed originates, arises from Lucifer. That's the danger of it. When we try to match our desires and our opinions and our outlook and our thinking with the Word of God, that means if when we try to find a common ground with what we have on the inside, and we try to find a common ground with the word and the preaching or whatever it is, at that point we will completely miss everything. Because there's no common ground between God and the devil. There's no common ground. There has to be a crossing over. God is speaking at this hour. There has to be a crossing over. The crossing over is leaving Egypt once and for all and going into the promised land crossing over. So when you look at the scripture, when you look at what the Spirit of God gives to us, He says, I will give you shepherds according to my heart. God molds and trains and He raises shepherds, just like how He did with Moses. God appeared to Moses and way before that He trained them. And then he is calling him, and then he is commanding him. Before he commanded him, he spent time with Moses, giving him everything he needed, before he could actually take him and place him as the shepherd over his people. That was Moses for his time period. You see, Samuel the prophet during his time period. You see, Deborah during her time period. You see, Daniel during his time period. We see God moving. You see Elijah during his time period. You see Jeremiah during his time period. God is raising these shepherds. And he gives them to his people. God raises them. And God gives them to his people. Now the shepherds don't become independent of God. At that point they cannot be God's shepherd because they have to receive from God and give to the people. They need to have in order to give. And their source is God Himself. They proceed from God, just like how we see Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. These shepherds, they proceed from God, from the hands of God, to the people. They proceed from the heart of God to the people. And they have been given by God with a specific purpose. And that purpose is to Feed their spirits, their souls, their minds, their total being with knowledge and understanding. Where will that knowledge come from? Where will that understanding come from? It comes from God. This is revelation that comes from God that will not come any other way. This is God-ordained way. Just like when a baby is born, the baby needs the mother to survive because the mother carries the nutrition for the child just like a baby in the womb cannot survive without the mother because the mother carries the nutrition including the breath that the child needs to be sustained this is a God ordained thing that we cannot get away from because this has been kept to cause us to live to grow and to reach our heavenly destination victoriously
very important it will feed you with knowledge and understanding so when that feeding is ordained by god and given by god if we refuse to take that feeding at that point we refuse to take what god himself is giving we have to have that understanding we cannot divorce what god gives from god himself and we cannot pick and choose what we want and what we don't want when it comes through god ordained shepherds because at that point we will be refusing the counsel of god almighty himself with understand god has placed the shepherds to actually nourish me to feed me to grow me to strengthen me to make me into everything that i should be this is for me this is for my growth when i understand that i will take in everything everything i'll take in everything and now this is why that obedience to those rule over you is very important because it is actually receiving your knowledge and understanding that food that will actually give you that knowledge and understanding which will not be there if it's not received through this god ordained means just like how if that food supply is cut from that baby in the womb the child will die we must understand that if the god ordained means is removed and the food is not there the sheep will die because it has to receive the exact food that the sheep must have which comes from the heart of god so where does god's word come from where does the teachings come from where does the counsel come from it comes from the heart of god when we have that understanding that this is coming from the heart of god to bless me this is coming from the heart of god to grow me this is coming from the heart of god to flourish me this is coming from the heart of god for me if it's a correction if it's a an exhortation if it's a counsel or if it is something that god is giving you to do whatever it is it is coming from god to grow you you need to have that understanding if that understanding is not there then you're going to not take what you should take and that means whatever god is giving for you in that area which you refuse to take in that part it's like your body if your foot doesn't receive maybe your right foot if it's not receiving the food that needs to go to that area through your blood which means if there's no circulation in that foot in the foot you don't take take care of it that foot will die you have to amputate that foot out it will completely die so whichever area god is addressing in your life that area when you say i'm not going to listen here you know what you're saying i'm refusing the food to get to that part and so you know what that area of your spiritual life will die so it's important for us to take in everything that god is giving to us our attitude we should be very thankful to god thank you lord for giving this to me today so that i can grow this is for me this is for me so i can grow god is sending these pastors day in and day out so that i can grow i'm hearing this so that i can grow i'm getting this so that i can actually become stronger i'm actually getting this because i can be healed how many times you can eat and your food actually given by god even in the earthly realm heals your body certain types of sickness you eat certain kinds of food it'll heal your body it'll bring healing to your body you know if you catch a cold what you're supposed to eat at times people say drink soup drink soup why do they say that at that time whoever is caring will give you what you need in order to nourish you if you're very weak certain types of food they given to you people who know about it other people won't know your food can actually
hear you. It has to reach that part of the body. For that your internal circulation has to be good. If your stomach is not absorbing, then there's a big problem there. No matter what you eat, it's not going to reach where it needs to reach. And that's where a lot of people get sick. Because they're not able to take in that nutrition. There are many people like that. The word of God will come. It'll just, it'll just go right over their head. They won't even know. There's some kind of an absorption problem. A disease of the soul. God is speaking to the hearts of this hour. We need to understand the importance of taking in everything that God gives. We can never say, well, I don't want to hear this today because it's not that important. I know the word already and, you know, pastor speaking on the same topic. And No, 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 no. It's not pastor speaking. It is God is speaking through the pastors. If he's saying this to you the tenth time, tenth time it'll come, you're going to miss something very important there. It can sound like the same thing, but it is not the same thing. If God is speaking, he is speaking something even at a deeper level. You need it the tenth time to make you stronger, then it'll come the tenth time. But the bottom line is, it is to make you whole. It is for every single person. And so, when you put Hebrews thirteen seventeen, the scriptures that you saw this morning, to Jeremiah three sixteen, they go hand in hand. The reason why you should obey and be submissive, that means receive that which has been given to you, is because they watch out for your souls. They watch over your souls. What are they doing? They're caring for you. They're giving you what you need. How are they watching? They're sitting and watching with their natural eyes. You can't watch with your natural eyes and do anything for the soul of a person. There's a spiritual vision that God has given to the shepherds that no one else has. That's why God has placed them over the flock. To watch, to watch over the flock where the flock cannot see. They watch over the souls of the people and as the Holy Spirit through the spiritual vision, that means the revelation that comes from God, the Spirit of God sees the needs of the people through the anointing that is placed on the pastors. The word will come prophetically. I say a lot of people will think, oh, so maybe somebody told this to the pastor. And somebody. It's like, how, how long do we need to sit under this prophetic ministry, this church, to even realize nobody tells anything and nobody even needs to tell anything. And whatever anybody thinks that somebody has told is not even going to matter at all at the end. Because it's God who speaks here. All of you know, to an extent, that without anybody saying and that's how it happens God speaks and at that time whoever is in trouble feels like oh somebody told on me or something you have to just ditch that lie of the enemy to even think that somebody told on you even if you think that way is it a good thing to get you well but that's not even the case nobody says but even to think that way and become defensive and get offended is killing yourself at that point. How much more when it's a prophetic church, nobody says anything. The Spirit of God sees and He's speaking. We need to have that reverence and that fear of God. If we believe that you are in a place where God has placed you, that you are not here like the 10 minutes people who says, I found a 10 minutes church, you know, that gives like a one hour service, that's not the church here. So if you're here, you know, that's not why you're here for. God brought you here. And you can't be in our church if you're just looking for some kind of uh, a teaching for itching ears. So you know, you're not in a place like that. God has brought you here. If God hasn't brought you here, you wouldn't be here. This is a place where the fire of God is burning. God brought you here. If God has given you the shepherds according to his heart and if God is feeding you through them, we have a problem with what God is giving. We have a problem with God himself. So that, that's something that we need to think about. 
and take it very seriously. When we obey those who have rule over us and submit to them, we're actually submitting to God. People who know how to obey God and obey the God-given shepherds that God has placed in all things, I want to underscore the words in all things, are the ones who will actually have power over the devil. If you don't submit to God, you cannot successfully resist the devil. No matter how much you are experienced in using your bow and arrow, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Only those who submit to God will have the capacity to resist the devil successfully. In the Bible, where you see the seven sons of Sceva, they said, Paul cast out the devil. We can do that too. Oh, it's Jesus' name, right? We can use that too. And what happened to them? It's not like they did not resist the devil. They did. But what happened to them? Look at the consequence. When Paul did it, the devil ran. When the seven sons of Kiva did it, they ran. That's the difference. So if you want to be successful in your Christian life, where you want to truly be an overcomer, this is a very important principle at the root level. That lack of submission to God's servants equals lack of submission to God will bring a spiritual failure. Know this for sure. At that point, the pride is being manifested before God. So I want to take you to the scripture. It's very important. We've heard this many times. You might have read it many times. It's good to memorize it. Very easy. James chapter 4 verse 7. Submit yourselves to God, therefore. Resist the devil and he will flee from you or therefore submit yourselves to God or submit yourself therefore to God depending on whatever translation you may have resist the devil and he will flee from you when when you submit to God and I want to take you to this chapter itself just a few verses prior to that let's just go to James chapter 4 and let's read from verse 1 where do wars and fights come from among you do they not come from your desires for pleasure the war in your members you lust and do not have, you murder and covet and cannot obtain, you fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, but he gives more grace. Very important. More grace. You see, 1 to 5 says something, but then 6, you see a turn here. To those who obey. But he gives more grace. Not just grace, more grace. What is grace? Grace is power. Grace is the supernatural strength. Grace is not some kind of a, oh, some, some kind of unmerited favor that, you know, even if you fail, you think you are passing and, you know, it's not a, in a state of illusion or delusion. Grace is being in a place of divine strength, divine provision, divine power. You're actually living in this world by using supernatural resources power that comes from God on every level. And who receives that? Those who submit to God and God's ordinances. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud but he gives grace to the humble. So those who submit to God and submit to God's ordinances, those who submit to God-given authority are the people who will receive this tremendous grace, will enjoy this tremendous grace that comes from God. And they're the ones who will be able to resist the devil. Now, after saying this scripture in verse 6, 
God takes us to verse 7. I'm reading from the book of James, chapter 4. Verses 6 and 7 are very important. We said, where God says through his spirit, through the writer of the book of James, God resists the proud. You cannot be God's enemy and try to resist, resist Satan and his evil forces. It doesn't work that way. Satan will easily trample you. In order for you to trample serpents and scorpions in the demonic realm, you need to have God's grace. You need to have God's grace. Again, grace is God's divine power, divine strength, divine favor, divine provision, everything that comes from God. To empower you, equip you, in order for you to succeed in your spiritual life. To truly become that general that God has called every believer to become. So, God gives grace to the humble, but God actually becomes the enemy of those who don't submit, who are proud. And what happens? Those are the people who will actually get beat up by the devil again and again and again and again and again. Because they can sing spiritual songs and they can go to church seven days a week and they can do all kinds of things in the name of Christ. However, 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 if the submission to God and submission to the shepherds that God has placed is not there, then there will be a failure before Satan in their lives. They'll be beat up by the enemy and they won't even know. The Bible says the drunkard, even when he's beat up, he won't even know that he was wounded and he was beat up. That's what delusion is. People get beat up by Satan and yet they don't even know that they are getting beat up by Satan and they'll claim it and name it and say that, you know, I'm going through the wilderness and the enemy is oppressing me and, you know, that's because I'm doing God's will. They can say all those things. But you know what? They're like that drunkard who's not aware of who is actually oppressing, stealing, humiliating, and actually killing them. They are not aware of it. That spiritual awareness is gone. Just like how Samson was on Delilah's lap and he gave the information that he should not have given. He didn't even have that sense to know that this woman is asking this most important thing again and again and again and she's this Philistine woman. He just gave it away. Gave it away. Thinking that God was with him. How can he think that God will be with you and do such a thing? That's what you call delusion. When you think that you're right but you're wrong and you don't even know that you're wrong that's the scariest place for a person to be and nobody should be there in that place. So in order for that not to happen, it is important to receive that knowledge and instruction that comes from the God-given shepherd that comes from the mouth of God, from the heart of God to you so that you're sharp in your vision, you're sharp in your understanding so that you're doing the will of God and thereby you have that power from God, the grace from God to resist the devil. So when you say get out in Jesus' name, it's not like Satan is laughing. Hey, say 10,000 times until you get, you know, like the prophets of Baal who shouted and screamed and cut themselves and did all kinds of things and saying, Baal, come. Baal, come and show yourself. Baal, come and show. And Baal didn't show up and they just got tired and weary and they gave up. There are many Christians like that. They think God is with them. And they say, Satan, shut up and get out in Jesus' name, this and that. And all the time they say, meanwhile, Satan is all over them. And they feel like, why is this not happening? And, and they say, I'm still fine. When they're not, we need to know the road to success. The way to success is from God and God's path is always successful. When you submit to God, 
you will have the power to resist the devil and you will have the power to run the devil out of your life. Those are the people who really have true power with God. Those who submit to God 100%. When you don't submit to God 100%, pick and choose. You're actually resisting God himself in all those areas that you have chosen not to submit. And thereby, you've given power over the enemy to afflict you. And you've actually made God your enemy because God resists the proud. Those who don't humble themselves and those who say, I will not listen, make God their enemy and make Satan their oppressor. So it's a very deep topic. I can actually, through the Spirit of God, teach on this for quite a number of days. Very important topic. But this morning, God wants us to see what God wants us to see within these three scriptures with the capacity that everyone here can receive, with the amount of time everyone can receive. You need to have that reverence for God, reverence for the servants of God. You cannot separate those two. You can't say, I fear God, I have reverence for God, but my pastor is my buddy and, and we're equal and it's what they feel and I feel different and we all think different. Well, that doesn't happen in a true church of God. In a true church of God, the servants of God proceed from the heart of God. He gives them to His people in order for them to lead, not to sit as co-equals and make decisions together. He gives them to his church with the authority to lead them, to snatch them from the hands of the devil, to lead them into victory. You know, it's like a parent. When the child shouldn't be outside playing and they see some stranger coming and they want to get the child to safety, you'll hear a firm voice, firm voice coming from the parent saying, get inside the house right now. You know when that comes? When you say, honey, can you, honey, I want you to go inside. And when they don't listen to that, the next word is, you're trying to protect the child, you say, get inside the house right now. At that, child, at that time, the child said, oh, I feel very offended because my mom raised her voice and she said that, well, that's your mom, she will raise her voice. If she doesn't raise her voice, she's not doing her job. We have to have that understanding. What is the parental authority there? It is for you to be protected. And when they get in the house right now is not heated, the next thing is going to be she's going to grab your arm and drag you straight in the house, lock the door, and then have a conversation with you. Do you know what that guy was going to do to you? Do you know what is going to happen? Do you know that you were going to fall? Do you know there was a snake there? That any mom who doesn't say that and stands there and gives a sweet talk over there before the predator comes and takes you away is really not your mom. Definitely not in her right mind. That someone who's working for the predator, keeping you there so that the predator can take you away. God is speaking in this hour. When the word of God comes, whichever way the spirit of God is speaking, it actually shows the urgency of the matter. However God is speaking, it's important for us to take it. And take it in a way that will bring healing to our souls. Take it in a way that will keep us from the snares of the enemy. We'll take it in a way that will cause us to escape the intruder. Escape the murderer. Escape the fire. Escape the dangers of the enemy. So these three scripture portions are very important. We need to understand the, the purpose behind it. Why did God say these things? Because they watch out for your souls. They're making sure you're safe. They're making sure you grow. They're making sure 
that you are not sick and they're making sure when you fall sick that you become healthy they're making sure and they must give an account to God that means God gives the shepherds the sheep how many obeyed and how many didn't obey and all those things the shepherds will have to give an account to God and also how they took care of the sheep they will also have to give an account to God and God will say I gave you these people did you feed them? did you give them the medicine? there are some shepherds who will not do their job because they say I don't want to give them the medicine because every time they give the medicine they kick and scream and you know it appears as if I'm killing them or something and I don't want others to think bad about me so if they don't take the medicine they die I'm not going to give them God will hold such shepherds accountable at that point a good shepherd will hold the arms and legs of that sheep and put that medicine in the mouth so that the sheep will live whatever it takes to save the soul even if that means the sheep doesn't like the food the shepherd was still given that's a real shepherd of God so it's a good thing we need to know the true parent who carries the heart of the heavenly father will lead the household just like the heavenly father with love with gentleness with meekness with firmness with the god given authority so that the spirit man may be made perfect before god almighty so that every sheep will grow and multiply flourish before god and so the job of the shepherd is not to give the people what they want to hear at that point they are hireling that's the difference between true shepherds and false shepherds like i said the one who sees the predator coming and tells the child that's okay you don't have to be afraid of it and and talks to them all kinds of other talks and keeps them outside those people are working with the predator they're actually keeping that person out for the slaughter but a true shepherd of god true shepherd of god who warns where the warning is necessary when that warning has become really loud enough to shake that person to cause them to run inside the house they will do that when they need to be held and brought inside so that they don't get killed that will happen where the direct conversation will take place. And when that happens, what happens during that time? The same thing that we read from Jeremiah happens. That's why there are some, a lot of people I've heard this saying, "Oh, pastor, you know when I say this my husband is not listening, but when you say this they are listening, so you say it." They don't know the difference. Because they don't have the understanding between the shepherd and the sheep. When you say it they cannot listen they will not listen obviously because what the shepherds carry is the anointing of God that gives the ability for the person who hears to be able to understand and to be able to see that's why the difference is many people have said that my wife will only listen when the pastor speaks but the same thing i say they won't listen because when you say it does not open their understanding but when the shepherd speak the spirit of god touches their spirit and opens their understanding because they've been given that anointing to feed the flock with knowledge and understanding which does not come any other way that's a big difference right there that's why that understanding has to be there that distinction has to be there so we can benefit from it know that oh this is why 
And by the way, it's not the same thing. When the Spirit of God speaks, He speaks in a whole different way. In a very deeper way. With the Spirit of God. Enlighten the understanding of the person. And also touches the underlying issues and deeper things where there's a shift that takes place deep within the spirit, the soul of a person. This is why. This is why they listen. Because the Holy Spirit opens the understanding. Because the knowledge and understanding that comes from the heart of God through the shepherds God has given is going straight to the spirit of the person. You know, when someone tries to reason, it just reaches their mind. It'll just bounce back off when it's the spiritual warfare. But when the spirit of God speaks, carries that anointing, it goes straight into into the spirit of God's people. There's a difference there. Huge difference there. Same thing. You know, many places when we go and minister, there's a big difference with the anointing of God. We've seen that. Many places we travel where that worship will be going on, you know, they'll be doing their worship. But once the Lord takes us there, people who are sensitive to the Spirit of God will immediately sense that shift in the atmosphere. And people who are not even sensitive to the Spirit of God will soon begin to feel the power of God. Automatically people will stand up. Automatically, people will be on their knees before God. You don't even have to tell them, kneel down. There's this power of God that comes when the Spirit of God, who comes with the servants of God, who come from the presence of God, there's a big difference there. Where the whole atmosphere shifts. Where there's the normal worship that is going on, but then within the first line so many times used to happen when we used to minister in teen challenge or in secular rehab second line third line into the song will not be able to play the keyboard you'll have these men 40 years old in their 20s 60s rushing to the front nobody called them to the front nobody told them raise their hands rushing to the front and wailing out loud the whole chapel will sound like a funeral home. These are like men's centers. God does that. The conviction from the Holy Spirit falls upon the people. That's the anointing of God. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. This is one of the reasons why other than very rare times where the Spirit of God has had me have people raise their hands, God takes care of it. There are times when the Lord have me raise their hands for a reason, so that they know that God is touching them. Because tangibly they feel the power of God when they do that. Tangibly they feel electricity go through their hands while they do that. But 99% of the time, nobody is called to the front. 99% of the time. There's no altar call. People coming to the front. You know why? Because God meets them where they are. There are rare occasions where God will have me call them to the front. That means He's going to do something extraordinary at that time there's the operation of the Holy Spirit we must understand when God tells us to do something we simply do it 
it's a mission to God. And God says, raise your hand, you raise your hand. And God says, stand up, you stand up. And God says, sit down, you sit down. Whatever God says. When you mix your faith with what God is saying and know that this is for my good. This is to feed me with knowledge and understanding. This is to make me live. This is to make me have the power to resist the devil. Not just say, I resist. God is speaking to us today. You really want to have true power. True anointing. True work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Where you experience the true growth. I mean true growth. Then at the foundational level, this has to be settled. If God has placed you in this church, then you are under shepherds that are from God. God is placed and knowledge and understanding comes through them. In addition to healings and deliverances and all those other good stuff. But that knowledge and understanding is a foundational thing. It's a gateway to receiving every blessing. To receiving power from on high. To truly be able to resist the devil and to overcome. If that submission is not there, then we ourselves will stop that supply to whichever area that needs healing. And we will stand before God on that day as to why we killed that part of our soul. Why we stunted that part that should have grown. Why do we not receive that which God gave so that we can live by it, prosper by it? So God is speaking some more today so we can understand that this is something God has given so that we can grow, overcome, thrive, become everything that God has called us to be. Not to be under, but to be over. Not to be the tail, but the head. Not to have the devil all over us, but to have the devil under our feet. But that uh, bind you, I resist you, I rebuke you, and all those things, that that has to really have any kind of meaning to the devil, or the devil flees. You need to have submission. Without you obeying God, you can't expect the devil to obey God inside of you. Because God resists the proud. At that point, he's not in there when you speak. So this is very important. Very, very important. I really pray that all those who are at work and were not able to listen to this will listen to the recording and benefit from it because this is foundational very foundational and it's very important in order to succeed you must get a handle of this very basic, very simple yet foundational truth Again, humility is the gateway to success. When we come to a place of understanding that I don't have knowledge, I don't have understanding, and I receive it from God through my pastures, I'll put you on the road to success. Where you will prosper, where you will have power over the powers of darkness because you're submitting to God and His counsel. It comes through the God-given shepherds that God has placed over your life. When this understanding truly becomes materialized in your life, then you are actually going to see good success. When you submit to God, 
and resist the devil. Then you too, like Apostle Paul, can run the devil out of your life and out of your family. And your word will have effect. You can really live a God-glorifying life at that point. And your words won't be like the words of the seven sons of Sceva. But it'll become like those who are in Hebrews 11 who overcame by faith because they simply trusted in the divine provision of the Almighty God and humbly walked with the King. Every step you walk with the King is stepping on the head of the serpent. The serpent will never come to overpower you even though he may try. But every step will be treading on serpents and scorpions. It can never overpower you. To such people, God says, Behold, I have given you power over all the powers of darkness. To such people. Which people? To all those who obey God in all things. Keywords here. To all those people who obey God in all things will have victory over the enemy all the time in all things. Shall we pray? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence that is here. Thank you for your word that you have spoken from heaven this morning. Father, you are so real. You're so real. You're so real. And we know it very well. I pray, Father, that you will continue to have your hand over your people. Strengthen them. Bless them. Deliver them. I pray that you will sustain them. I pray that you will cause them, Father, to grow in the love and the power of knowing you, which comes through the shepherds that you have placed over them. May they have the reverence that they should have, Lord, all the time. For you and the servants of God you've placed over their lives. That it may be well with them. That they may prosper in all things. Bless your people, Father. I pray even those who are not here this morning. All those who had to be at work and all those who are not well and they're not here. May they also get this word, O oh Lord. And may they live by it. May they grow and prosper into everything that you've called them to be. I come against all the forces of darkness and every demonic spirit that is warring against the hearts, minds, and bodies of your people. I bind them in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for placing your shepherds according to your heart. According to your heart. Not to just be a coach or someone who will be alongside with them. To motivate them. But to lead them. To feed them. To grow them. To nourish them into everything that you have called them to be, to see them grow into the full capacity and potential that God has ordained for them to be by receiving every bit of it that comes from the heart of God through the shepherds that you have placed. 
they may prosper in all things and fulfill the call of God upon their lives. Thank you, Father. So I pray may people grow in humility and truly have an understanding of what you have given to them, the richness of that which you have given to them, May they never take it for granted. But to make full use of it, Father. In the name of Jesus. May this blessed thing that you have given to them, O Lord, may profit their souls. Let it profit their souls by them fully submitting. May they profit from it. That every single one's motive be pure. Change them from where they are to where they need to be. That the man of God and the woman of God that you've called them to become may thoroughly be formed in them, Lord. That they may take the place that you have for them in your kingdom and do mighty things for you. So I pray, may they grow into that Lord every day. May they grow into that Father every day. Oh, with this burning vision that you place in my heart, I pray through the Spirit of God praying through me at this hour. And every single one here be thoroughly equipped to become mighty, mighty, mighty anointed vessels of God in the kingdom. If the harvest is plenty and the labors are few, may each one, O oh Lord, be covered from head to toe with humility, gentleness, and meekness, Father, in their conversation in their walk, in their attitude. Oh Lord, that they may have godliness inside and outside. That they may have the fire of God burning in them. May they be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord wherever they go this day. Whatever they do. Oh my Father, make them a little more like Jesus this day. May they be a blessing to you, Lord, and be blessed by you this day. Whatever they do, and keep them from harm's way. May they keep themselves from harm's way by listening to you, Father, by submitting to you. With this blessing, I bless them with, as your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people with this blessing that you alone can bless them with. That they may become mighty on the face of the earth. That they may subdue the path of darkness. That they may expand the kingdom of God. That their lives, O oh Lord, be forever, ever, be Like the sun before you. Like the bright sun before you. Like the stars of the heaven before you forever and ever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Your word keeps me alive. Your word brings healing to my mind. Your word heals my body. Your word is all I need. Every word of God, every time we hear the word of God, such as this morning, it imparts life. When the Spirit of God is present, He is imparting life. Your word keeps me alive. 
your word brings healing to my mind your word heals my body your word is all i need your word feeds my hungry soul your word refreshes my weary soul your word restores my wounded soul your word is all i need his word is also a lamp unto our feet light unto our path and keeps our feet from falling even this morning this is his word your word is a lamp unto my feet your word is a light unto my path your word keeps my feet from falling your word is all i need oh by your word i live it's by your word i live your word is all i need 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 jesus christ the good shepherd knows what we need he will feed us only what we need not necessarily what we want he knows how to grow us and how to keep us alive and flourish us God is really stepping up his mighty work in preparing the bride for his return not just like activities and calls and feel good and I got an answer here and a blessing there he's forming a bride and only a pure bride will get to see him and be with him and so we're part of that by his mighty grace through his blood oh precious is the flow that makes me white as snow no other fountain no nothing but the blood of jesus heavenly father we thank you lord for the word we thank you lord for the way you've guided us this morning lord we want all the sheep of god to be well and to be strengthened lord that they can really be pure vessels that will carry your anointing wherever they go the real anointing and the devil run instead of them running the devil become frustrated instead of them becoming frustrated the devil will lose instead of them losing they will win hallelujah oh father thank you lord the time is short and so you're not going to delay in giving us what we need to step us up to the plate as it were hit the home run every time lord to win every time for the name of jesus christ we thank you father i praise your people pray you would hear their prayers in jesus name and answer amen